Hey everyone, welcome to The Cam Show. I'm your host, Cameron, and this week we're going to take a look at some of the devices that have come out this summer. I have a friend Caleb with me, and he's going to explain a lot of this stuff and how tech has improved this summer. Here we go. Hey, Caleb, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, as last time and the other times before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, as usual, Caleb's doing okay. Uh, I, too, am doing okay. Uh, That's nice, that's nice. So, what are we doing today? So, today, we're going to talk about all the tech released this summer, specifically the tech released in the past about five weeks. Mm-hmm. This includes the OnePlus Nord, the Microsoft Surface Duo, yeah. the Asus ROG Phone 3, mm-hmm. the Galaxy Tab 7, the Galaxy Buds Live, the Galaxy Watch 3, the Galaxy Note 20, the Galaxy, and the Galaxy Z Fold 2. So yeah, ton of Samsung stuff because July is Samsung's month, uh, September is Apple's month. So yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what other companies have months. Well... Are there any companies that have like the, the you know that like specific month where they release ten of stuff? Probably like um, Microsoft, of course, would have one. Um, it's just that we're primarily focusing on uh, the tech giants of Apple and Samsung right now for um, in terms of the mobile right. market. Um, but um, I think a lot of other companies do have it. It's just that we're not focusing on them right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I guess let's start with the mid-tier budget phone, uh, the OnePlus Nord. Caleb, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? All right. So the OnePlus Nord, it is a very cool phone. <laughs> I'm starting with that. Um, <laughs> and it has the... A good amount of cameras. If you look at, if you compare it to other cam, if you compare it to the other amount of cameras today, <laughs> with four cameras, mm-hmm. um, but the cameras ha- uh, it has an ultra wide angle lens, um, a main rear camera, depth lens, macro lens. So pretty much four lenses or four cameras, if you want to say that. But it's mainly one camera. Ah, uh, yes, the depth, the depth lens. Um, yeah, the depth lens is used to um, get more accurate aperture, um, which mm-hmm. which photographers find fundamental, um, and so has a bunch of other features. But essentially, we got a really cool camera on this phone, and the performance on this phone it uses um, a Snapdragon CPU or Qualcomm Snapdragon, seven hundred sixty five G. So. Um, it's a pretty good processor. Um, I'd say it's really good for um, for today's smartphone, or just for the average user. Do you know what processor it runs on? Like, do you know how big the transistors are? Um, not. I don't know much about the transistors because I don't study much about um, mobile CPUs. But um, I do know that this CPU does have a good rating um, for mobile phones. I see. Yeah, it also uses 5G. Um, I guess that's kind of expected now. Mm-hmm. It's not the most... Everything should have 5G. Yeah, um, but this CPU, I wouldn't say it's the best, but it is pretty good um, in these days. 
and uh, mm -hmm. this phone also has a GPU, the Adreno 620. Um, and it's a mobile, and it's used for um, upper mid-range smartphones and tablets. Um, but these also tailor towards Android phones. Apple uses their own stuff, and um, it's a pretty it's it's pretty high end um, GPU, and it has a good sufficient or actually, I've a very good amount of RAM at eight or twelve gigabytes depending on which model you're getting, um, and the storage you can get one twenty eight gigabytes as the minimum, or you can change it more. Um, and the battery lasts for a while over 4,000. Mm -hmm. Oh, crap. Okay, my internet cut out real quick. Okay, yeah, that's oh, fine. Go ahead. Just pick up from where the battery is. Um, all right, so uh, we, you could uh, do a clap. So when you're editing the audio, um, you can see. Oh, that's fine, it's, it's already synced. All right, okay, that's fine. I mean, like, um, if you want to put a marker for edit for editing. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I guess this is enough of a marker, but sure. All right. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> anyways, um, the battery in this phone is, um, if you compare it to the iPhone 10's battery or um, the iPhone 11's battery, just any phone made in the recent times in like the previous three or four years, uh, the battery at 4,115 milliamps is pretty good battery. And uh, it's close to the size of, um, gal of the Galaxy Note 20 um, 5G or Ultra. Um, mm -hmm. it's, the battery is just a bit less or the battery capacity is a bit less on the OnePlus Nord than the uh, Galaxy. Um, the Samsung Galaxy Note 20. Um, but I'd say it's a really, really guess, good um, Yeah, I agree. But I guess one, th one really important thing is the size of your battery doesn't really matter uh -huh. if your power efficiency is like really high. Like True. you can have probably a 1,000 milliamp battery yeah. with an extremely efficient process, process mm -hmm. and processors. Yeah. And then you can probably get like all day battery. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing to yeah. note is that yeah, while you can have super powerful GPUs and CPUs, of course you're going to need a very good battery to support all of that power. There's also right. the fact that um, the software or the drivers tell the CPU or GPU, hey, turn down or tone down the power usage for a bit, but you can still expect really good performance with less battery usage. Um, mm -hmm. So even if um, you you have a larger battery with a larger battery capacity and super powerful um, CPU, GPU, and RAM, uh, and they might eat up more power, they can also tone down their power limit, um, which is how battery saving mode works and stuff. I see. So you can have a yeah, super yeah, long that's where you battery. Like... Yeah, exactly. And then I guess, what would you say? Do you think the uh, mobile hardware components have become more power efficient or do you think that it's that most of our power right now in mobile phones is heavily relying on battery so or battery power i wouldn't really say that um it heavily relies on battery power it's just more of uh you're always trying to improve whatever you can on mobile phones right 
So right. Uh, so of course, all the mobile phone companies are trying to constantly improve um, the phone's hardware, not just the battery, but also the camera, um, the internal components, and the looks and everything. But you don't, if you think about it, you don't really want like a really cool looking phone. Like think about it. Um, would you want to see um, an iPhone 2G or iPhone 3G um, with like <laughs> with an Adreno 620 and 12 gigabytes of RAM? Like, because what I yeah, mean, I guess by, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it just doesn't really work if you think about it in today's market because you're always trying to update and have the best components of everything. So you should always try to make a better battery. You should always try to make a better CPU and a GPU. Um, but mm -hmm. power efficiency is also a big factor too. Um, for example, uh, so if we move over to the Galaxy Note 20, um, Samsung claims that you can have an all-day intelligent battery. And the reason why they say intelligent is because um, Samsung also designed software to utilize that battery in a good way um, with power efficiency. All right, so I guess let's go over some of the specs of the Samsung Galaxy Note 20. We're going to go with the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra because these two phones are pretty different where it really matters. One is the design of the Ultra, which is much more squared compared yeah. to the regular models, more yeah. rounded off look. Yeah. And I believe the Ultra, the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra, has a 5G compatibility and better screen. Am I right? Um, I would say that uh, so both the Galaxy Note 20 models, they both have 5G, uh, but the camera, the um, the rear camera of the Ultra phone has a 108 megapixel wide lens compared to the camera on the regular Note 20, which has a rear camera of 64 megapixels um i i have to say i'm really proud of samsung for doing that because the wide angle lenses really should have higher uh megapixels yeah. than like your average other your other lenses because you know wide angles have a lot more depth mm -hmm. of field field of view sorry and um yeah yeah it just seems more viable uh-huh um, but at the same time, uh, for people listening, if you're planning on upgrading to um, get the Galaxy Note 20, if you have extra money in your budget, um, or you're planning to do photography with phones, um, or planning to do some really powerful stuff, like really, really powerful stuff with your phone, um, then you should get an Ultra. But I recommend that having a Note 20 would be still really 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 good uh for its specs if you compare it side by side on um on samsung's website um mm -hmm. yeah because the ram uh the storage is near the same but storage isn't much of a factor but you can expand your storage so that's okay and it has a powerful yeah. snapdragon 865 plus which means that um it's a really up-to-date or cutting edge um, CPU that works really well. Um, also, that the Ultra has a slight RAM increase from eight gigabytes, which is a normal Note 20, to 12 gigabytes. Um, but eight gigabytes that is plentiful um, for a phone. Yeah, that's, I was just gonna say that like that's like so much RAM mm -hmm. for a phone. Like, yeah, 
do, are, do you know any processes that could really use that much RAM on a phone? Um, well, processors don't really rely much on RAM. It's more of um, use RAM to... Uh, the more RAM you got is the more processes or services in the background that can be running or different apps that could be running at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. CPU is just, it makes stuff faster because it calculates. Um, it does a lot of number crunching and stuff faster. That's what more uh, powerful CPUs do. And high-end CPUs mm -hmm. can run like, uh, like uh, one over 15 billion or 15, uh, what is it? like 100 trillion calculations per second or floating point calculations per second. Um, oh, wow. I think, yeah, it's a type of, it's another type of measurement that we went over in a previous episode. But right. um, CPUs do really, uh, they, I wouldn't say they really rely off of RAM or anything, but you do want to have up-to-date specs in relation to each other. Like how you don't want like yes. an iPhone 3G with uh, <laughs> with like with 12 gigabytes of RAM and an Adreno 620. That just so it just doesn't feel right. But yeah, that's pretty much yeah. um about that's pretty much a side by side comparison of the Note 20 series and um the OnePlus Nord. Uh-huh. So I guess let's jump to the Asus ROG Phone 3. Last year, or actually the last two models of the Asus ROG Phone 3 have been like absolute spec kings. So let's see what's up with this one. All right. So the ROG Phone 3, um, this is made by Asus, and Asus isn't as popular as the other brands, as you may know. But if you look at their hardware um, on their website, they do have a pretty nice case, um, a pretty unique case. And they also have um, a really a really nice look to it. And in addition to that, of course, they got good hardware. So, so I'm going to start with that. They have um, the same processor that the Note 20 series has, um, the Qualcomm 865 Plus. And APU that this has, it's better than the OnePlus Nord. It's an Adreno 650 compared to the 620. Um, so, yeah, this the, the hardware in this phone is amazing. And the memory is up to 16 gigabytes. So, <laughs> this phone is basically yeah. one-upping in everything we've covered so far. But I'm not 100% I actually sure. think that... I think the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 Ultra... Oh, my God, the names are so long. Yeah. Uh, that one had a LPDDR4 RAM, uh -huh. and the Asus ROG Phone 3 uses LPDDR5. Yeah. So even faster RAM. Yeah. Um, also, that their camera, um, they have a lot of it's okay. Yeah, they have a lot of sen They have a lot of lenses on their camera. Um. <laughs> uh, mm hmm. And of course, they have the ultra—they have the ultra-angle camera. They also got the main camera, and um, they got a macro mode um, rear camera. But and they have so they have a total of three cameras on the rear, and the front camera is just a 12-megapixel camera, which is really good because um, 
if you compare it to some high quality Apple phones from several years ago, um, those phones were like at 12 megapixels for their for their rear camera. So that front camera yeah. of, of this phone is amazing. Um, and they got a lot of different uh, video recording settings, notably 8K, Ultra HD, 30 FPS, and you can also do 4K 60, um, and you can do uh, slow motion 4K, at, slow motion 4K 120 FPS, or 1080p at 240 FPS, so that is, <laughs> that is like, it's pretty much the same as the iPhone 11. Yeah, pretty much. But the thing is, we um, we also got to see how the we got to see the difference or the actual difference if you want to do a side by side comparison of the video with. Um, yeah, you got to look at the sensor quality because like the specs can say something, but it really comes down to the sensor itself. Yeah, and I guess that's where Apple phones, that's where Apple's cameras always come out on top, is because they use. They use, I think they use custom sensors. Uh, if you feel free to correct me on that, mm-hmm. but the, yeah. their quality of sensors are, yeah, that that's what makes the biggest difference. Um, yeah, like you do know that progressively Apple has been trying to make everything on their own. Like they moved away from Intel and started their own ARM processors, and um, they have their own programming language of Swift. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of other things that we can list, but those are two notable ones that we went over so far. But yeah, Apple, um, I think they make their own custom sensors for now. Yeah. Also, uh, sorry, I, we should have mentioned this earlier, but the Asus ROG Phone 3 is uh, it's aimed at more of a gaming focus, Yeah. whereas the Samsung and the OnePlus are aimed for more of like everyday average use. Yeah, even on the back, it has the has a slogan of "Republic of Gamers," so, <laughs> and also the batteries. Yep, and of thousand. course it has. Yeah, and of course it has the um, RGB. So you know, you know, it's a gaming phone. Yeah, you know, if it has an RGB, we go gaming. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, holy cow! There's a lot of things with this ROG phone three. Um, mm-hmm. but basically, the, does this have five G? Oh, it does have five G. Yeah, of course. If it doesn't, it's not an up-to-date phone, or it's not a cutting-edge phone. It's pretty much how yeah. it is now. <laughs> so I got oh, I, I, one more thing I noticed is it has a in-display fingerprint sensor and face recognition. That's it's great, sweet. especially in this time of masks, face masks, and gloves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, now you want to move on to, um, the hybrid tablets? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so So, I want to start, um, I think I want to start with the Microsoft Surface Duo, because that's said to release later this month, August 2020. Okay, yeah, let's go over it. So, so first off, this is basically a foldable tablet, or it's kind of like a horizontal Nintendo DS, if you think about it, or or if you just look at it, (laughs) yeah, it kind of looks like a a horizontal Nintendo DS that you open and close. Um, Sure. 
and <laughs> the CPU of this thing is nice. Okay, I'm seeing that now. Yeah, um, just think about it. And then it's a horizontal, it's a large <laughs> horizontal Nintendo 3DS. Um, and so this thing, I'd say it's a beast. I mean, it doesn't have as strong as components as the phones we went over before, like the OnePlus Nord or the RG Phone 3. Um, but what they do have is a cool foldable tablet that can do a lot of capable, that has a lot of capable features. Um, mm-hmm. and like, and use the uses of this thing, they're, I could say that they're infinite because it doubles as a laptop and it doubles as a tablet while having really powerful components. Now the components, really? just, um, store the storage is you can have a minimum of 64 gigabytes and the ram is six gigabytes and the cpu is just the qualcomm snapdragon 855 which is really good um as we were comparing earlier we were um we were looking at snapdragon 865 pluses um so um just before we move on since we're on the topic of cpus when did the qualcomm snapdragon 865 plus come out and then when did the Snapdragon 855 come out? So um, <clears throat> the Snapdragon 865 Plus um, came out several months ago, I believe. Um, it's a really new and up-to-date um, CPU. But we can't be 100% sure about uh, when it was released because we don't buy <laughs> Snapdragon 865 Pluses. But I do know yes. that the 865 Pluses came um, a bit later or, yeah, it came much later than the 855 regular. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I heard that the um, Snapdragon 865 Plus came out right before Asus ROG phone. So I think the Asus ROG phone 3 was the first phone to implement the Snapdragon 865 Plus. That may be wrong, but yeah. Mm. Um, well, according to some sources, it says that the Snapdragon 865 Plus was first announced or it was launched um, March of earlier this year, 2020. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we can't be 100. I mean, um, that's according to um, wikichip.org. Um, mm hmm. But the 865, we know that it's the the newest CPU, and it also has much better AI performance than the 855. Um, and it's also <clears throat> it's also the fifth generation Qualcomm AI engine. And um, I see. the 855, it's the predecessor. 855 is the predecessor of the 865. <laughs> so I won't say they're too far apart, or there's a huge gap. There definitely is a gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, let's go back to the uh, Microsoft Surface Duo. All right. So, Surface Duo. Well, uh, we went over most of the stuff because, I mean, it's just you can imagine it as like a slightly weaker, um, a slightly weaker uh, Galaxy Note, Galaxy Note Twenty, um, with just a mm-hmm. larger screen, but it's still provides very powerful performance and it has a lot of capabilities um, and, be- and 
Um, a bunch of the capabilities we're not 100% sure of yet because, of course, it wasn't yet, so we can't really be so sure of it. Yeah. So, since we're on the topic of folding devices, uh, let's talk about the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2. Uh, it's, it's a pretty big phone. Mm, of course. 7.7 inches screen with a resolution of 2,213 by 1,689 pixels mm -hmm. with an AMOLED uh, display. Yeah. And if you compare it to um, the previous Samsung Galaxy Fold, um, that is a larger resolution, but at the same pixels per inch. So you still have the same quality, just a bigger screen. Um, mm -hmm. And we're not 100% sure of um, a lot of the a lot of the features yet, but we do know that it has a 120 hertz refresh rate, which is sadly better than my monitor. Um, so uh, I should probably get a better monitor. Phones are starting to beat my desktop apparently. Okay, that's one thing I learned today. And um, um, and the Galaxy Z Fold, um, uh, it's supposed to be. Or it's, according to Samsung, it's going to be one of the most innovative and powerful um, devices that we're going to be seeing. I see. Yeah, also the Asus ROG Phone 3 had a 144 hertz uh, AMOLED display with one millisecond uh, latency, which is also pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. To think that all of my Apple devices are only sixty hertz still. Mm -hmm. Well, sixty hertz is still yeah. not bad. Yeah, I hope Apple like pulls another. Hey, we did this, but like it's ten times better kind of thing, and like releases like two hundred and forty hertz iPhone displays. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is, I mean, technology. It's much harder to get like a really, um, to be at a really really high I don't know performance point because we reached the point in time where like last year's phone and this year's phone are nearly the same I wouldn't like I'm not saying that they're like super close in performance and you should just keep your old phone but I mean for uses that almost everybody has well last year's phone and this year's phone they're about pretty much the same yeah so all right, so I guess let's get into the specs of the Galaxy Z Fold 2. Uh, it, the system chip is a Qualcomm Snapdragon 865 Plus, and it's on a 7 nanometer octa-core process. Mm -hmm. Also that it has um, just a good amount of RAM, 8 gigabytes of RAM, or really good. That is a very good amount of RAM, actually. <laughs> um, and it also has the Samsung Assistant Bixby, which is eh, <laughs> eh. Come on, Bixby's a joke. Eh. I mean, yeah, it could have some. It has powerful features, but it doesn't work too well. Like, you can use. Wait, what? What? What powerful features? Like, it's Bixby. Well, okay, Bixby it has like you can navigate your phone without using your hands. Um, like you could say like Bixby, open this app, and Bixby scroll down a bit. 
Like you can say that a big okay, speed. Siri but... and Google can easily do that. That's like a pretty mm -hmm. basic command. And um, so you could basically have hands-free navigation. You can also use Bixby to do the basic stuff like um, manage schedules, dial up someone, or the, all that stuff. And I, I think it's rumored that uh, Bixby has an um, Bixby has an AI that can adaptively learn your patterns and stuff, so it can auto predict what you want to oh. do, something like that. But Interesting. I mean, the thing is, Bixby doesn't work as well um, as all the features look as, or as as all the features look like it says it has. Um, but I mean, it's the thing that I find annoying about Bixby the most is that Bixby button on my phone. Like I got a Samsung S8, and uh -huh. there's just an annoying Bixby button phone. Uh, there's an annoying Bixby button on my phone, um, right below my volume key, which is kind of annoying, but eh. Oof. Yeah. So for charging, it uses a QI wireless charging as well as a 4,500 milliamp battery. Mm -hmm. And it has up to 25 watt wire charging, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the cameras. All right, well, um, the camera, it has, um, of course, it, like all other recent phones has, the has an ultra wide lens. Um, and it also has an 123 degree field of view. Um, so photos with panoramas, and if you want very wide photos, then um, this is a pretty good phone for it. And mm -hmm. there's also a lot of stuff that the recent phones also have, but I'm not going to go over it because we've talked about it a lot already. Um, but essentially, yeah. it's almost the same. Um, I wouldn't say it's like almost the same, but relatively close. Um, to the other cameras. I see. So, it, of course, it doesn't have a headphone jack, but mm. it also has uh, this new wireless screen share. I think, is this new for Samsung or Android devices? Um, I think so. <laughs> I don't, maybe oh, wait, it no, is. No, 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 it's, it's not. Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of AirDrop, the equivalent of AirDrop. I think they just introduced that in the new Android 10. Ah. Uh. Right? Um, or it's not called AirDrop, it's called something else, but similar to Apple's AirDrop thing. Um, I've heard of something like it, but uh, it's it's pretty recent. Um, and Google really, I think it's, uh, what was it? Google called it Nearby Share. Um, yeah, so okay. it's something called yeah. Nearby Share, which is pretty much the equivalent of AirDrop, that you can just remotely send files to other devices around you. Um, and, uh, it's faster than, of course, just like sending something over a text message thing. You can send it to anyone. Um, but at least they're, at least Google's doing something cool that Apple does. Yeah. So the price of the Galaxy Z Fold 2, it will be up to $1,980. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, do you think that's worth it? 1,000 over 1,000, right? 1,980. Okay, I didn't hear that last part. Um, I wasn't expecting about 2,000 for this phone. 
Um, uh-huh. if you got the money for it, um, maybe not buy it. I wouldn't 100% recommend it unless you, unless you just really like speed and want to be cool, um, and really admire portability. Um, like, yeah, but I mean, it, it's really. <laughs> I'd say it's a really innovative phone. Like, there's nothing that's so bad about it, but for the price it's at, $2,000 for a phone like this, heck, you could buy, like, what could you buy with this money? $2,000. You could buy an iPhone. (laughs) Yeah, you can buy an iPhone. Shameless Apple plug, even though I don't, (laughs) I don't use Apple, but you can buy, you can buy, like, yeah, you can buy, like, a thousand PG apples with this. Um, okay, yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, but anyways, <laughs> my point is, you could buy like a phone from last year. You could buy like a couple phones from last year for two thousand um, dollars instead of getting yeah. instead of paying two thousand dollars for just this flip phone. I mean, yeah, it's powerful and stuff, um, and it has one has a lot of the latest cutting edge technology, and it's a folding phone. But at the same time, if you really have a use for it, then maybe try buying it um but i gotta say at least if you're gonna spend this much money at least this time you won't peel off the screen because they removed that like plastic screen thing oh yeah that too that's good um yeah samsung's at least samsung isn't a bad company that does apple scams but you know (laughs) uh yeah maybe try buying i recommend try buying a note 20 if you want a really good and powerful phone. The Note 20 is really good. And if you're a gamer, then definitely invest in the Asus Rog. Or the Asus ROG. I call it the Asus Rog because I'm too lazy to pronounce. Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, just keep in mind that these aren't the cheapest phones. If you want a cheaper phone, just get a phone from a couple years back. Heck, maybe you can... Probably, or, or if you want a newer, cheaper phone, you can get the OnePlus Newer, the iPhone SE. There's a ton of budget phones mm-hmm. out yeah, there, too. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah. I think that's the that's most talk about the phones and stuff. Um. Uh, I guess let's get into the Galaxy Tab S7. Uh, we're actually going to look at the Galaxy Tab S7 Plus. So the Galaxy S7 or the S7 Plus is basically, you can compare it to Microsoft Surface. Um, Microsoft Surface Pro that can be used as both a tablet and a laptop and it has a detachable keyboard. Um, now, I think one main thing about it that we don't know yet, but it's pretty important is the build quality. Um, and what I mean by that yes. is like, if you were to be typing on it, is the keyboard at good spacing? Does it have a proper right shift? Um, is the trackpad not made out of cheap plastic? Um, does it feel like a Chromebook or not? <laughs> Pretty much all that stuff. That's one of the important things that I wish we could go over. But in a tablet, um, for um, for, Ga- for the Galaxy Tab S7, like for example, because uh, it's doubling both as a laptop and um, and a tablet. Oh. Right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. Like you want that. You still want that laptop feel to it. You don't want like a cheap plastic keyboard feel. Um, 
Exactly. And I really look what Apple did with their new Magic Keyboard. Oh, yeah. Which was like... They made it heavier than the actual iPad itself. That way it gives you that, like, weight, weighted feel yeah, yeah, yeah. you get a, on a regular mm-hmm. yeah, computer. So, it's resembling both a tablet and a laptop as best as possible. Um, mm-hmm. That's what the be cool with the galaxy tab also um the capacity of the tab is 8000 milliamps and the a7 plus is 10,000 milliamps so that is that is yeah um it's good that's absurd uh but we also got to look at uh the cpu and gpu to see the cpu gpu and ram um and other specs to see how much some stuff yeah, how much stuff uh, mm-hmm. or how much power this thing is going to eat up. And looking at it, um, the just looking at it, it has the um, the classic Qualcomm 865 Plus processor, so the latest gen Qualcomm CPU. Um, and it's got a 120 hertz AMOLED display, um, similar to a couple of the phones that we went over before. And um, the weight... Uh, <clears throat> the weight of it is nearly the same other than um, the Galaxy Tab S7 is 0.2 pounds or two tenths of pounds, two tenths of a pound lighter than the S7 Plus, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not too much of a weight difference. Um, but yeah, these things are pretty difference. lightweight. I'm not going to lie. They're about a pound each. Yeah. Um, and the a seven hundred and twenty hertz screen, yeah, display one hundred and twenty hertz display. Also, the S seven. I should note that the display is a bit smaller. Um, the display of the S seven is eleven inches compared to the S seven plus is twelve point four inches. Um, and yeah, that is the main things that. Um, I mean, hardware specs of the Galaxy Tab. Yeah. Also, I forgot to add that um, they come in three different colors, the Mystic Black, Mystic Silver, Mystic Bronze, but the 5G models just come in Mystic Black. Don't know why, but that's how it is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. hey, it's a 5G tablet. Yeah. I, what, what would you need 5G for in a tablet? faster connection <laughs> if you want to stream with a tablet i guess you can now sure. <laughs> sure yeah all right so i guess let's talk about the galaxy watch 3 the galaxy watch 3. Um, oh boy yeah i guess what what can you really do with a smartwatch how much can you really well there's actually a lot of things you can accomplish with it like um if you compare it to the apple watch well you can text with it. Um, you can you can go exercising with the watch because you can you can measure your blood pressure. Um, it also has a good amount of storage and RAM. So if you want to store music on it, you can probably do that. Um, not too much, but you can store a bit. Um, so essentially, a, a smartwatch is a uh, it's a Fitbit and a and an iPod just mashed together. Fitbit, iPod, and iPhone. Um, well, yeah, it's pretty much what a smartwatch is. Um, 
Okay. And they come yeah. different colors, but they're really useful. You can also call with them. Um, and there's also a lot of other things. I don't think it has a camera, so that's one thing about it. Yeah. Uh, well, but it's okay. a watch, so it's meant to sell time, but it can do more than that. So, if you if you want to buy a piece of jewelry like a like a gold watch for like a thousand dollars, you should probably get a couple Galaxy watches or Apple watches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess you won't have to spend a thousand dollars because the starting price is three hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh huh. So yeah, uh, it has a one point two inch or a one point four inch display. Um, I believe that's a smaller than the Apple Watch, or about the same size, but they're completely different form factors. The Apple Watch is a square, this is a circle, mm -hmm. so I guess it's just how you use the space, and it uses the Tizen 5.5 OS. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, um, the OS, like, it's just, it's the watch's own OS, that we're going to say that for sure, but... Um, the battery life I'd say it's decent on the watch but if you for the viewers or the listeners um, that are thinking if you should get an Apple watch or a <clears throat> or a Samsung watch the most notable difference would be that the Apple watch it, it has more of a flashy or um, luxurious look to it rather than it Samsung's. stands out more um, Samsung's is more of like a, um, of an upbeat sporty, um, more, I don't know, I wouldn't say lightweight, because it's not, uh, we haven't had hands-on. What's this more like it. a contemporary watch look, like how watch, all watches look, it's the same thing, just with a screen instead of, a yeah, clock hands, mm -hmm. That's and, and the Apple Watch is completely different. Yep, Apple Watch is like a phone on your wrist. Exactly, Yeah. <laughs> But so it has this. one, yeah, it has one gigabyte of RAM with up to eight gigabytes of storage. Mm -hmm. That's plenty for music. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you're going to download much because you have either, you have Spotify. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if you can install And then, and then it has LTE connectivity, but I'm not sure about 5G. But I guess you don't really need watch, you don't, you don't need 5G in a watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Let's go back and think about that. Watches are meant to tell time, but I mean, in this day and age, well, we're getting to the point where it's going to be much more than that. Um, yeah. So that's a. Uh, so I guess let's, let's. I guess let's ask the big question: How has tech improved this summer? Oh boy, that is a big question. Well, I answered that question throughout this entire podcast so far. Uh, but looking at how much uh, how much we've progressed, um, like let's if we look at ten years ago, where Steve Jobs was like, "Oh my gosh, yo, we got a four megapixel camera on this iPhone. Oh my gosh, <laughs> amazing! We got touch screen. Yo, we got Wi-Fi, and I don't even know if they had Bluetooth back then on the phone. Um, but oh my gosh, we got internet. We got this uh, four inch screen. Yeah, okay. Now compare that." and look at nowadays where we have um we could freaking stream um you could you could probably like stream on twitch with these um with just 
your phone from these days. Um, you can play like, mm-hmm. really mobile uh, 3D. You can play really intensive and really intense graphic games with these phones. Um, you can take, you can probably film an entire movie and edit the movie on the same phone. Uh, you can do so much with these phones that you weren't able to do 10 years ago. And like the list goes on and on. You could just list a bunch of stuff. But um, if you look at this summer, though, like if you were to say or try to compare from last year to this year, the tech um, hasn't changed too much. I'd say it's more like a, um, I'd say tech growth is like an exponential logarithmic growth. Like it goes Mm-hmm. You know how in the past ten years, like um, phones have been booming, right? Um, yeah, the mobile industry has been booming a lot, and there's been so many rapid changes, um, especially like the camera, the um, the quality, the quality of the screen, um, the build, the feel, um, all the hardware, all that stuff, uh, battery capacity. Yeah, well, that progressed so much but we are starting to hit a point or we've hit a point where it's much harder to progress um, past this because we, we already made such powerful components that I don't think the normal user would need to buy anymore. Um, like, I think, right. like, yeah, the, the iPhone 10 was, um, I'd probably say it was the last innovative phone. Like not saying that um, these phones nowadays are innovative or aren't innovative, but um yeah it's not it was the most recent enormous change yeah it's just been small tweaks or small performance boosts nowadays yeah yeah um so where do you think tech will be at by the end of the year this year well this year thinking about it not um not too much will change well we're getting into the folding industry like you saw or we all looked at how um the Microsoft Surface Duo is coming out, which is where you can fold stuff and um, yeah, you can have like a huge tablet. Um, mm-hmm. Or you got the Galaxy Tab S7 Plus or the S7 with 5G. So we got super powerful um, two-in-one tablets slash laptops. And we also got um, the Galaxy Watch now. And we got folding phones, like notably the Galaxy Z. We also got gaming phones and um, seeing all of this, um, yeah, there's a lot of diverse technology that we're getting into, and um, it might be that technology will be much more dynamic. And what I mean by that is, there's going to be much different devices that we're using. It's not just a classic, um, not just a classic rectangular phone anymore. It's just it, we're turning into an age where we can combine multiple devices into one. Um, yeah, and while the idea is still not perfect because there's still a lot of flaws with it, I mean, we're evolving into um, a different time, yeah. I guess that's really exciting to uh, think about what what weird stuff we might invent in the future, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, all right, Kayla, this has been fun, yeah, that is a lot that we went over. That was a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So I'll see you next time on the podcast. All right. Um, 
have a good day and thanks for having me. Alright everyone, that's it for this week of the Cam Show and this episode. If you really enjoyed the episode, consider listening to some of our older ones. There's some really cool interviews down there too. One interview I really suggest that is a lot like this is last week's interview, or two weeks ago now, uh, with the interview with uh, Dr. Mehmet Alpaslan, uh, a cosmologist. Uh, also, you can also listen to a ton more episodes. Um, be sure to subscribe if you, want, if you want to be notified every time a new episode is out. Also, if you really like the show, you can leave a rating and review as that helps us out a lot. If you want to join our community, you can go to Instagram and find us with the handle at camshowpodcast. Also, if you want to get a summary and updates of whenever a new episode's out, you can find the link down below to, su- to subscribe to our newsletter. Finally, if you want to check out some of the stuff we talked about or if, yeah, anything else, you can find anything else down below the show notes. Uh, Yeah, there's some cool links to some of our sources and some articles that we found that were interesting. That's all for this week, and until the next time, Ad Astra.